Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in South Florida, it's time for South Florida Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of South Florida Business Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today we have with us author Leanne Carmen. Welcome, Leanne. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about your books. Well, uh, currently I have a series that's available. It's called The Investigation Duo. Uh, The first two books are out. I'm working on the third book right now. And it's basically a DNA mystery series. Uh, You know, a lot of people have gotten into those DNA tests that you can purchase and kind of find out about your ethnicity. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is that you also find out some secrets, some that are not so good and some that, you know, might change your life. So I, we did that in our world about three or four years ago and my little brain started spinning and thought, well, that would be sort of a cool thing to write books about. And so that's the basis for the series. So you always uh, saw them as uh, fiction? Yes. Yes. I've, uh, I've always wanted to write fiction. So yes. So now um, what kind of spurred you to um, take the plunge and become an author? Um, I think I've always wanted to write and when this idea came to me, I started really thinking about it and, you know, you just have to sit down and start doing it. And it, it, the first book did not go easily. It was not a slow, it was not a quick process. Um, I would, I say all the time that the first book took me three years and the second book took me three months. Uh, there was a big learning curve. That was for sure. Um, but I found a great mentor and a great editor. And so now they go a little quicker than they did in the beginning. Now, when you um, first approached a, being a writer, was it something you thought of, oh, this will be on the side, I'll have a, a regular person job and then do this kind of when the muse strikes? Or is, was it something where you said, you know what, I'm going to go all in on this because I really believe in this project? No, I definitely thought it was a side gig. You know, I thought it was something to spend my spare time doing. And I always thought, you know, maybe someday when I retire, this will be my future. You know, I'll sit and look out the window at some pretty water and and I'll just become a writer. Um, But I've always wanted to write. And so I thought it would be a side job, but it does tend to take over. Uh, I don't know how other writers are, but when I'm in the midst of a book, it's completely an obsession. And so it's hard to push that full-time job aside when what you really want to do is write. Now, uh, when you're writing fiction, is this something that you just like get, go to classes and learn about how to write fiction or read bloggers or read books about how to write? Or is it something you're just like, I know this story and I'm just going to start writing this story and see where it takes me? A little bit of everything. Um, That's sort of the way I started. You know, I was an avid reader. I read a ton from the time I was little. And so when you read enough, you sort of say, well, I could do that. I could write that. Uh, so you, I sort of sit down and sort of, I know the beginning and I know the end and I kind of let the story take me. There's times I sit at my computer and even I'm surprised by what shows up on the screen. But as I've gone through this process recently, I have learned there are definite formulas. There are definitely, um, ways to write novels to get the most bang for your buck, I guess you could say. And there are people who go to school to learn that. There are people who take different classes, you know, online on their own time to do that. There are people who read books. There's definitely a lot of ways to learn. And I'm still in the learning process for sure. There's a lot I don't know. Um, 
but I also have, you know, pushed a couple books out that people are enjoying. So I know there's something right there, but can I fine tune them? I think any writer can always fine tune their skills. Now, did you um, self-publish this or did you go through a traditional publisher? This series I did self-publish. I knew that um, to put them out in the kind of timing that I was looking for, I'd have to kind of go my own route. Uh, the biggest goal I had when I self-published was that I really wanted it to sit right next to a professional, traditionally published book and look just as good and have just as good feedback. And so, you know, I did get an editor and I did, you know, hire someone to do the cover and I do market it. So it definitely is self-published, but there's sometimes a stigma with self-publishing that I wish wasn't there because I think a lot of people who write quality novels do self-publish and there's a method to the madness because a lot of people realize they can publish quicker and faster and get their books out there by going that route. Now, I, I actually just wrote a standalone book that I am pursuing traditional representation on and that's a whole nother ball game. Um, so you know, I'm sort of living in between both worlds right now. <laughs> so now any advice for the person that's out there listening that wants to self-publish, is there a kind of a go-to way of doing it? Did you go through Amazon directly? Or did you go through another provider of those services or did you hire someone to do it for you? How, how did it work for you? Um, I did. I do go through Amazon. I also go through a company called Ingram Spark. So Amazon obviously releases on their own platform, but then Ingram Spark releases almost everywhere else, which is, you know, your Walmart.com, your BarnesandNoble.com, um, you know, Thriftbooks, all those kind of sites uh, are all through another um, platform called Ingram Spark. Um, the, the only thing I can really say is take take the time and take the, you know, it costs money. Honestly, it costs money to self-publish, to do it right. Um, but you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And so I always felt like whatever it cost me to put the books out to start, that was the cost of doing business. That was the cost of putting out a quality product. You know, you need an editor. Anyone who says they don't need an editor is crazy because you do. I mean, anybody needs an editor. Um, you need to have a professional cover that speaks to the genre that you're publishing in. So it needs to be formatted correctly. I mean, the worst thing you can do is put out a novel that has tons of typos or grammatical errors, because the minute somebody opens that, they're going to realize that you didn't care enough about them and the money they just spent to buy your book to get it edited. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing is, you know, do some research, study the craft, learn what you're doing before you put something out that is going to put a big black mark next to your name that maybe when you do learn more down the line, that's going to haunt you forever if you don't do it right. So you looked at this as a, a business or a project that you were going to invest in and not just something that is, hey, I'll just throw this out there and uh, just see what happens. You were really looking at this and taking it seriously and saying, okay, this is you know a project that I'm going to have to invest my time and my money into, I can't just write and hope. Right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. When I, when I first started writing this book, I mean, I know the first draft was nowhere near where the last draft was. And I was lucky. Like I said, I found a great editor. I found a great mentor. I took the long road and the expensive road to get to him. Um, but I was not going to put it out until I knew that if I put my book next to a traditionally published book, somebody wouldn't be able to tell the difference. That was my goal. 
And and then to do it that way, is that something that costs hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars? Mm, if you do it right, uh, I'm going to say in the neighborhood of 1500 maybe. You know, you want to get a professional cover. If you can't format it yourself, you want to get it professionally formatted. You need an editor. So editors charge based on the number of words. So it just depends how long your book is, what that's going to cost. Um, you know, and then you think that your ride is over when you put it out there, but no one will know it's out there unless you do marketing and that costs money as well. So there's definitely time and money that has to go into it. But, you know, I don't think traditionally published authors have it that much different as far as the marketing goes. The world's changed. And I don't think that these traditional publishers, which the large publishers are shrinking, you know, as they're merging and there's less and less of them. I don't think they're putting the marketing behind traditionally published books like they used to. So a lot of it does fall on the author that you're going to have to go out there and push your books, regardless of which path you take. Right. Unless you're like the super famous uh, author who doesn't need it anyway, but they're the ones who'll get the appearances on the TV shows and and specials and things like that. So now um, when you were doing this, did you consider doing it kind of in the serial format where you're releasing a little bit at a time versus going all in and doing the whole novel at once? Um, That is becoming a little, I think um, Amazon has a new format that they are doing that a little bit. I I never really considered that. Um, I always knew I would put the entire book out, you know, as a, as a novel versus, a little bit of time, but you know, the way that people are marketing books is really changing. And a lot of people are doing that. A lot of people are using different platforms to release a chapter at a time and try to draw readers in before they actually publish the book. People are using TikTok. TikTok is becoming a big platform for authors to use for their books uh, to draw a whole new crowd. I mean, TikTok's changing the way people used to do things. Um, And so you either jump on the bandwagon or you let it pass you by. So, you know, uh, there definitely are new ways to release books and release, um, you know, different parts of your book to draw interest for when the whole novel's available. Now, you mentioned that your novels are kind of um, in the arena of genealogy and DNA and things like that. Do you kind of work with those kind of groups and kind of try to penetrate those kind of online groups and forums to let people know that you have a a novel that speaks about those topics? Yes and no. I wish it was that easy. Uh, There is definitely some banned self-promotion in some of these groups. You have to be very careful. Um, You know, I have some groups that I'm in that have a large population that I think, oh, these people would love my book. Like this book was written for people like me who are obsessed with DNA and genealogy. But they don't let you self-promote. They will zip you right out of there. (laughs) Um, So you have to be careful about how you go about that. There's different Facebook groups with readers. And some of those groups do allow you to promote your own books on certain days of the week or certain giveaways. Um, But there's a lot of places that if you allowed self-published authors to go in and push their books, it would turn into a free-for-all. And so I understand that. So what have you found to be the most effective way of getting the word out about your books? Um, I do do advertising. I do advertising on Amazon. I do Facebook advertising. I do a lot of these Facebook groups when they have giveaways. I will give away copies of my book. Um, 
I definitely take advantage of any chance I do have to self-promote, but I don't step on toes where I'm not allowed because I don't want to get kicked out. I'm a reader too. So some of these groups I I go on to because I want to be able to get good recommendations for books too. Uh, I don't want to be kicked off, (laughs) but any opportunity I have to promote, I do promote. I also have just released the first book in audiobook, um, and now they're finishing the second one. So I did join a Facebook group where people will read and review, not read and review, I should say, listen and review uh, your audio audible book. So I've just given a whole bunch of free codes away so that people can read and review the book. Because once you get a certain number of reviews, Amazon's algorithms will help you along. So if you can get positive reviews and get the sales that's where Amazon's algorithm does start to pick up and help you, especially if you've got your keywords right. And so, you know, you, you really want to know what you're doing because when you list your book, you can list certain keywords. And so if you, if you as a reader want to find a genealogy mystery and you search genealogy mystery, I want to hope that my book comes up because I've put that in as a, as a keyword. So it really takes a lot to know what your, who your audience is and who your book is going to appeal to. So you can make sure that when people are out there searching, your book's going to come up for the people who are going to want to buy it. Now, what did it feel like that moment that you hit um, kind of publish and then it was out there live? Um, did you know right away, like, okay, this is going well, or this, you know, uh-oh, you know, I'm nervous now. When do the orders start coming in? Like, like <laughs> what did that feel like? Um, I actually did like a zoom call, uh, when I released my first book, cause it was in 2020, we were in the middle of COVID. And so I had a nice little zoom call with some people who are interested in the book. And I have a website where I do a newsletter, uh, and try to do giveaways there as well. But it was, um, exciting because it actually, ha- it actually did really well. It had some, uh, a significant amount of pre-orders. So as you're watching your rankings on Amazon, you're in all these different categories and you want to see how high your book can get in a certain category, especially a category that's relevant to your book. And so I remember, um, if you're in the top 100, you're considered a bestseller in that category. And, you know, maybe people who are, a little bit more mainstream stay in those top positions for a length of time, but it's still exciting when you see uh, that you've reached into that realm. So I think that on the opening day for the first book and the second book, um, I did hit that bestseller range on the uh, day it was released, both of them. And then was that because of people were searching or was that because you did a lot of promotion and marketing in order to generate that groundswell at that moment? The latter. (laughs) so that was I mean it's very hard to just get people to just find it out of nowhere you have to do a lot of work you have to do a lot of marketing you have to do your part to let people know it's out there I mean I I saw some ridiculous number of the amount of people that release books on Amazon every single day it's crazy the competition that's out there is crazy so you have to do your part or your book will sit in a black void it really will And then uh, now as you kind of uh, continue on in this journey, what's been the most rewarding part? Um, You know, I just had this little internal monologue with myself recently because of my desire for this new book to sell, to traditionally publish, you know, but every part of me is like, oh, but I want it out. I want it out. Um, I just feel like the message is so important that people would really enjoy it. I think it's really when I hear from people that read it and enjoy it, that means a lot. 
Um, you know, you spend, people don't realize how much time and how much personal life we give up to write these books. So I remember when I was working on the first book, every vacation I had from work, every weekend, nights, you know, everyone else is, you know, out having a barbecue and I was writing, um, and rewriting and rewriting. Um, but you know, you give up a lot to bring this book to life and, and, you know, put it out into the world. And so when somebody reads it and it actually means something to somebody, that's, that's incredible. Now, so I think that's probably my favorite part. So is which is what makes it really hard is when it's sitting on your computer and nobody's reading it and you want them to read it. That's really torturous for someone like me. <laughs> now, do you have a writing routine? Like do you wake up first thing in the morning or do you have a set schedule for your writing? Um, I definitely get up in the morning and I sit at my desk just like I did when I went to my real job. I call it my real job. Um, but I do different things. Some days I'm working on ads. Some days I'm working on giveaways. Some days I'm writing. Some days I'm querying with the new book or I'm taking, you know, some sort of webinar to learn more about the craft or the process of, you know, getting an agent. Um, it could be any one of a number of things, but once I start heavy into the writing, I tend to become obsessed and it's, I don't want to do anything else. Like if I drop out of the, you know, if I drop out of sight and drop off social media and don't return phone calls, that's because I'm deep in and I don't come out until it's done. Now, do you do kind of a, a rough, like a first draft, just get any words down on paper and then spend most of the time rewriting? Or do you kind of try to make each chapter as you go as good as it can be? Um, I definitely, I mean, I, I know where I want it to go. I know, you know, essentially where I want the story to go. I, I sort of even have some chapter endings, you know, some big zinger lines that'll come at the end of a chapter, but I tend to just write. Um, and I tend to sort of put that first draft in a lot of dialogue that drives the story. So I can sort of see where the story is going to go in my head and then I'll go back in and flesh it all out. But I try to get from start to finish, you know, as, as a draft. And I tend to, you know, like even this book that I just wrote, the standalone book, you know, I, I do send it out. So I've probably had about four or five trusted, what I call beta readers, read the first draft. And they all came back with the same thing. Well, what happened to Martin? Martin was the character in the book. And I said, it never occurred to me that anybody would care what happened to Martin, but everybody did. And so I had to insert a chapter that I hadn't expected to kind of resolve something that was left hanging apparently. Um, so it's good to get feedback early on because sometimes you don't see parts of the story that the reader is going to want and it's helpful to get that advice. So, um, now when you're doing fiction, um, and each character has its own unique voice, it, do you find it, is that a challenging part of this where each character's got to kind of have its own backstory and have its own reason for doing what they're doing individually, but they also have to kind of work as an orchestra together to get, uh, you know, the story to the finish line. Um, I think the series gets easier and easier because I sort of am starting to learn, you know, these characters have been around through more than one book. Uh, so I definitely feel like they're friends of mine. And it's interesting because my readers have said the same thing. Um, you know, the main characters in the mystery series are two best friends and I feel like they're my best friends. Um, so that, you know, in each book, they deal with a different case. And so I sort of learn that new character and the people that go around the new character whose case they're solving. Uh, but the book that I just wrote, um, 
you know, sometimes you base people on people you know. I, I think people are, in my books, are definitely based in part on somebody I know, which I think makes it easier to write. Um, but they definitely, ha- they all have their backstory. And sometimes, you know, that stuff gets deleted or it's only in my head and you don't know the backstory, but I do. And I have to remember that you don't know the backstory when I'm writing something because, you know, in my head, I think you know it, but only I know it. So you really have to keep kind of copious notes sometimes about little details so that you don't get caught up, that you put something in there that, you know, only you know and you think your reader knows. And then to stay consistent throughout the whole story, it's tricky. Yeah. Well, congratulations on all the success. If somebody wants to learn more about your books, the series, and, um, you know, just get uh, kind of plugged into your world, is there a website? Sure. Um, I have a website. It's leannecarmen.com. So that's L-I-A-N-E-C-A-R-M-E-N. And that's where you'll find you know, any media I've done, you'll find synopsis of the book, you'll find reviews, you'll find um, what I'm working on now. I do a newsletter, I put out blogs. I've been a little negligent lately because I've been so involved in this other book, but um, that's definitely a great place to sign up and you'll be totally in the know about what's coming. Well, Leanne, thank you again for sharing your story today. Thanks for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on South Florida Business Radio. 